0: I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting.
1: Hey, everybody. It's Marty and Clay in the Songtown Zoom room. Yeah. And we're going to talk about a topic we've had people ask us every now and then. You know, people will come to us and say, can you teach songwriting? And we have some very strong opinions on that. Um, if you looked at my early songs and my songs after I found a mentor, you would understand very clearly that. I learned a lot of things, you know, he he taught me how to make my songs commercial and and all manner of things. But Clay, what are your initial thoughts on that topic?
0: Well, first of all, some people are very non-shy and very verbal about their opinion of this subject because I have people who've contacted me and they're like, man, you can't teach songwriting. You either got it or you don't. Um, and my reply is um, I was fortunate enough to have someone teach me along the way and teach me how to keep teaching myself, you know, how to what are the things to focus on that I should be focused on for to, to have a career for 20 or 30 years. So um, I learned a ton from some great songwriters that took the time to to write with me early on. And I mean, I, I can share a ton of things that that I learned. And and I think that's um, I think it's important that when we talk about learning today, that we talk about learning from people who have done it, because I know in college I took songwriting courses and it, it honestly I had to unlearn a lot of the stuff that I learned because you're learning things that you would never use in a million years when you're sitting in a pro co-writing room. Um, so I think it's important that you, from the get-go, find some some people that have done it who are where you want to be. And I think that, that makes a big difference over a, quote, college teacher or someone that's never made their living as a songwriter. They're not going to know. I mean, they could teach you some things like form, Here's your verse. Here's your pre-course. Here's your course. But the act of creating, man, there's nothing like um, learning that from, you know, a great songwriter.
1: Uh, and I, I think, you know, we had someone recently that said to us, you know, I can't believe that you guys don't teach uh, about counting syllables and iambic pentameter and all these things. And And our response was we've never one time, encountered needing that in a pro-co-write, yeah. you know, because that's not what it's about, you know. And and I think the the biggest learn for me in the beginning was how to make my songs universal. So I had a song about my grandmother called She Stopped Living the Day He Died, about my grandfather passing away early and my grandmother being miserable. And And my publisher showed me how that story, and though the song was very well written, the story was not one that anybody could relate to really, unless they knew my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And so he, he helped me take that big idea. And what he challenged me to do was find the big emotion behind that song or the big idea. And I figured out that the big idea behind that song was sometimes when we lose somebody, it feels like we, we died. And so he challenged me to find a, a, a song that I could write that would be more universal around that same big idea. And I wrote, While You Loved Me, that became my first top 10 hit with Rascal Flatts. And same idea, but it was um, written in a way that more people could relate to. And so, you know, I think that's just one example of things that, that people can learn. You know, I think sometimes when I've heard that, you know, people say, well, you can't teach songwriting. There's almost this elitist attitude of, well, you know, that I have it. And that that's why I've been successful is because I'm just naturally talented, Yeah. but other people can't do that. And, you know, we've just found that to not be true. We we've, we've seen people prove it to not be true. And I think both of us feel like we have proven it to not be true because, you know, in the beginning, my songs were not commercial, you know, w- without help, I never would have written a commercial song. And so go ahead. Forget about being commercial. I mean,
0: my songs, it it, it wasn't so much, they weren't commercial. They just, they weren't communicating to people like they needed to communicate. I mean, songs are a conversation between the singer and the listener or the, you know, the writer even further back before the singer gets the song, but it's a conversation. And if you don't know how to have a great conversation with that audience, then it doesn't matter if your song sounds commercial or, you know, so I had to learn just to write um, a song that could communicate to people.
1: Yeah. I think probably 90% of what we teach in Songtown is communication skills. Yeah. You know, we're, we're teaching people musically and lyrically how to communicate the message that you want to get across. You know, how, how does the music, complement what you're trying to say or are you communicating clearly what you intended to say to people and that kind of thing and and those are things that you can absolutely learn
0: yeah or how are you saying things with your words that fit the melodic hooks too i mean it works both ways and um you know especially the art of creation i mean like i said it's easy to teach somebody hey this is song form or this is a perfect rhyme and the, you know, all the technical names for things. And you and I know we never use words like prosody and pro writing situations. Um, but those are the things that people can learn and feel like, Oh, I've learned songwriting. And it's the hard part is learning to create and create from nothing on a regular basis. And I think that's sometimes where, um if you're taking a college course or this or that you're not learning how a hall of fame songwriter creates a song from start to finish and i think that's one thing i learned with my first publishing deal i got hooked up with a couple of great writers and i say my first deal you know i was like mid-30s i wasn't young and didn't figure out how to have a hit song till i was almost 40 and so those songs that I look back that I wrote in college and, the, and my first hit song, I mean, I had to learn so much to get to that point. It, it's, it's not funny. No wonder why it took me to almost 40 to write a hit, because I had a lot to learn. You know, I wasn't given the, the golden scepter and, and I wasn't the chosen one up on the you know a high mount that said you are the chosen songwriter
1: <laughs>
0: i had to learn that shit yeah
1: no i know what you mean and i think you know you can fill your head with all kinds of knowledge about songwriting mm-hmm. and never write a hit song because you know the, one of the key learns i think for me it was connecting my head and my heart so that i'm i'm writing songs that make people feel something and you know, I think in the beginning, I was so focused on being clever or impressing people with my wordplay. But the, at the end of the day, they didn't feel anything when they heard my songs, you know. And, and so that's something that I really had to work on and that my mentor uh, really helped me see, you know, is that if you can connect your head and your heart, then some of that knowledge comes into play. But, the, you know, a lot of it's just stuff that you don't need. You know, and so you have to, I think it's really important to make sure that you, the things you're learning, this kind of alludes back to what you said, the things you're learning are things that will practically apply to, to writing a song that connects with people. If that's your goal, you know, and, and it doesn't matter if you're trying to just play at a coffee shop and have people really connect with your songs, or if you're trying to pitch them to Demi Lovato, you know, you still got to communicate in the same ways to do those things because you're trying to, uh, get another human to connect with your song and and the message of it.
0: Yeah. So many people get caught up and look at this fancy chord progression I came up with and like, no, I mean, average Joe doesn't care about, you know, you putting a flat nine on this chord and resolving it in the next chord. I mean, they just don't care about that stuff. So not saying you can't ever use it, but that's kind of not the overriding most important thing, what chords you're using. In fact, I have a video where I take a classical melody and that later became a hit song melody um, in a pop song. And I put like 10 different chord progressions underneath it, that same melody. It's a great melody. It doesn't care what chords are underneath it. You know, that. that's all just kind of, you know, just kind of spicing up your melody. But um, so many people get hung, hung up. I had one guy that kept coming back for mentoring and he, you know, searching for the perfect chord progression for his melody each week. He came back and I finally had to tell him, "You, this is not going to matter. You know, So it's, it's, it's not the important thing.
1: Absolutely. I had a friend who actually lost his writing deal because he put so many weird chords in his songs and the, you know the feedback from the pluggers would be hey nobody's going to cut your song because it has uh, this real fancy chord in it. And in fact, a lot of the bands that play out on the road for artists don't know how to play that chord. Yeah. So they're not if, if they did cut the song they're not going to put it in there. So it actually gets in the way. You know, I mean, he was an amazing guitar player, but it actually got in the way of him being successful because he was trying to impress everybody every day with his talent instead of writing things that are going to, you know, really connect with people, you know, and be, and be approachable, you know, as far as a band going, yeah, we can play that. You know, I I can imagine us playing that every night. And so, you know, we have to watch out that, that our knowledge doesn't get in the way of of writing a, a great song that connects with people.
0: Exactly. Like I said, I had to unlearn my college music training. Just had to forget it. Had to unlearn it.
1: Absolutely, you know. In the, in the one of our one of my early mentor and co writers was Tom Shapiro, and he would say, um, you know, that he loved to play golf, and he would take golf lessons. And he said, "I I understand that every golf pro, I mean, every student they have is not going to be on the PGA tour, you know, because it it does matter how much talent you come in with." Yeah. But he also said, you know, I also learn something every time and I'm getting better and I enjoy playing golf more because I take lessons. Yeah. And he said, I see songwriting education that way. It's like every student's not going to be writing a number one song. But if you get better and people connect with your music and you get the satisfaction of that and you have some level of success with your music. Um, that's what it's all about, you know. And we have watched Clay. And I, this past year has been a banner year in Songtown, in that we've had uh, two of our members wrote a song at one of our retreats that went number one on the Texas charts. We've had uh, some of our writers get a number one in Australia. We had a recent number one country song uh, that one of our members wrote. Um, And we've got right now the number four song on the Billboard Global Chart was written by Sarah Davis that uh, started with us as a teenager and took lots of classes, and we saw so much improvement. She had a lot of talent coming in. We saw so much improvement as she worked on the craft. But, Marty, if you told me,
0: like Sarah was in our 2018 masterclasses, you told me three years later, she would have the number four song in the world. I mean, that this is how fast it can happen. You know, it can literally happen very, very quickly. But I'll say the thing about Sarah is she wanted to take every single class we had. She wanted to do mentoring sessions and she she soaked it up. She soaked it up like a sponge. All the techniques. um, you know, all the things we described that go on in the, the co-writing room. And she she worked for it, but I, I didn't see her. I knew she was talented, but I didn't go, oh, yeah, in a couple of years, she's going to have the huge hit song. You didn't know that. But I did know that she soaked up everything we taught her.
1: Yeah. You know, and I think there's really only one class of people that can't learn songwriting, and that's the people that think they know it all already. You know, because, you know, we see people come in every now and then and and what they want is just for someone to tell them they're amazing and get all their songs cut for them because they think they have it figured out. We, In fact, Clay and I used to encounter a guy once a year at a songwriting festival that would hand us the same CD of the same 10 songs. And for years, he had just been trying to get people to understand that those were hit songs. And every single person that he played them for told him these are not good enough yet, but instead of working on it he just kept pushing those same 10 songs. And, you know, that kind of person, no, we can't teach them anything, but people that come in willing to learn and, and to understand that it's okay to not be good enough yet. You know, it just, just to be on this journey of I want to keep learning. I want to keep getting better. I want the next song to be better than the previous one. You know, anybody with that attitude, we can teach to be a better communicator, uh, we can teach to, you know, better get across the ideas and the emotions that they're passionate about. And, um, you know, so we're just huge proponents, obviously, you can tell of that you can learn. You know, you can take your talent, you can shape it, you can direct it, and, and you can really make progress beyond where you would have on your own.
0: And early on in my career, I got the chance to write with Hall of Fame writer Rory Burt. And the very first time I wrote with him, he was about five minutes late, and he said, I'm sorry, he goes, I I take a songwriting class every Monday morning. Like, you're in the Hall of Fame. You've got, you know, gold and platinum and diamond records all over your wall. I said, what are you doing taking a class? He goes, hey, if I can learn one thing that makes me a better writer uh, from this class, it'll be worth it. I mean, this dude's a Hall of Fame songwriter and he's taking a class. And so that taught me early on in my career that it doesn't matter how successful you are. If you're not learning, you're going backwards. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. You know, I watch Clay's videos often on Songtown because I learn things from them and you know clay watches my videos or watches other things you know so we're, we're all on this journey to learn and to get better i learn things sometimes from my students that i'm mentoring you know so i think just having that attitude of being open uh, with a, like an open heart and an open mind uh that you know it's not a, a knock on you if somebody says your song is not good enough it just means it's not good enough yet and yeah if you're willing to learn, you can improve that song, and you can write better songs down the road. You know, we we encourage people to, um, you know, whether it's in Songtown or somewhere else, just make it a habit to continually be, you know, reading books about songwriting, taking classes, challenging yourself. Um, You know, I'm working on Learning some things in logic to try to make myself a better songwriter. To you know, maybe be able to create a loop that I can write to is my goal. And that's, you know, a lot of a lot of you listening are go, wow, that's really elementary. But yeah, my my skill level is a very beginner, but I'm working to learn how to do that new skill because I want to incorporate that, incorporate that into my writing. So we just encourage you wherever you are not to, you know, take this attitude of I've got it figured out because. Like Clay was saying, even Hall of Fame writers don't have it all figured out. We've, we've all got room to improve. And having that attitude is really the only way to get better. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. We will we encourage you to check out Songtown. We've got links in the show notes to our books and some other resources. And uh, we've got a great community of people from all over the world in Songtown. If you'd like to join us and be a part of classes and resources that we offer take care cheers as always we want to leave you with a song Uh, before we get to that though I want to just tell you we'd love to have you check out songtown.com give us your email you'll get 10 free videos uh, kind of give you an idea of what we're all about but we have a worldwide community of songwriters uh, that are writing amazing songs we just had one of our writers get a number one country song recently and we got one right now that's Got a song that is number four on the world chart, which is amazing. So check us out. Check out the other things in the show notes, and uh, here's a song called What's a Poor Girl to Do, written by Songtown member Beth Lee.
2: There's a shiny town down by the track Make my the porn But the loneliness cut me to the bone. What's a poor girl to do? Can't get no job without a GED. Nowhere to sleep, nothing to eat. There's a man with money being nice to me. What's a poor girl good Saturday nights where I make my